Friends, my name is Dave Miller. And I'm Niles Payne. And we're your fuck buddies. We're an award-nominated sex and dating advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. For some reason, I got really excited that you were going to say award-winning. I don't know why. Like you were going to surprise me. Um, yeah, basically, we are a sex and dating advice podcast where we find questions either online or from our wonder list. Wonder, our wonder listeners, which are you, and we answer them on this here podcast for your ears. And your brain, and your relationships, and your bedroom. It's times. rare that I'm happy to be in the closet, but I have uh, the weather is getting cooler, so I've opened my windows, and there are so many large bugs in my apartment right oh, now. No. <laughs> so the cats I feel like this is the only place I'm safe from them until they all start, you know, funneling under the doors in a Jordan Peterson style, mm-hmm. not Jordan Peterson, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Jordan Peele, Peele. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, one is as scary as the other, really. Man, can you imagine if Jordan Peterson directed Nope? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Are you ready for a question? Yes. Are you ready to hear about Proton Marco's struggles from seduction? I, would, mm, I was about to say yeah, I would love to, but now I'm less enthused. But I'll, I'll still do it. That's my job. You know what? It is, actually. So I shouldn't have even questioned your ability or your desire because you don't get a fucking choice here's proton marco's issue what is a good response to you could be my son when approaching an older woman than me to keep it short i like older women and keep approaching them from 30 to 50 60 they generally are flattered that a college student is interested in them and in some cases attracted to me however one sentence i'm always getting is you could be my son or you are as old as my son the only response i had come up with was ah and you could be my stepmom joke yesterday so perhaps for someone more experienced, what would be a better way to make the age gap more acceptable? Thanks. You lean in real close and you say, that could be true, but I could also be your daddy. <laughs> honestly, just be like, but I'm not. Yeah. Like, honestly, that's that's a pretty good one because they're, you know, they're just being like, oh, you're young. You could be my son. But I'm not. Okay. There you go. I think the stepmom thing is terrible. Yeah. Absolutely. Worst option. That's the worst option you ever could have thought of. We couldn't have come up with a worse one during the like portions where we try to joke. The thing is, like, I understand you're you're playing on the the stepmom porn trend, mm-hmm. but chances are these forty year old women aren't watching stepmom porn. Mm-hmm. And so even if they pro- are, you've like reduced them to like this weird porn archetype thing, like instantly, and it's just like. It maybe sounds like you're setting them up with your dad? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, regardless of, of why or what they're thinking, uh, just immediately being like, you could be my stepmom. Because, like, that's also implying that you want to fuck your stepmom. Yeah. Which, again, it's weird. You know, the, the porn thing. But, like, in, in practical, in the real world, uh, probably not as common as you might think. You beefed it. You really beefed it. That doesn't even make sense. It's It's so peripheral to what you're even talking about that's like what are you doing you've just changed the whole engagement literally just be like yeah but i'm not or yeah. if you want to just be be chill be like oh okay i'm sorry i just found you really attractive uh but if like if the age gap makes you uncomfortable don't worry about it balls in their court that's flattering that's nice and more importantly you seem mature 
Unlike you could be my stepmom, which they're like, oh, damn, maybe you're even younger than you just said because you're talking like an idiot baby. Yeah. As you reach into your undersized Spider-Man backpack and pull out a lollipop <laughs> and begin comically <laughs> licking it while yeah, twirling the helicopter hat spins. <laughs> Look, make sure you're approaching older women because you find them attractive and not specifically because they're older women going after a age demographic or an ethnicity or a hair type or a body type or like going after them because like that's your thing is gross Mm -hmm. because you've reduced a human being with feelings and emotions and thoughts and hopes and dreams and like an actual person Mm -hmm. down to a very very minute and oftentimes arbitrary like something they don't have any say in like you know, if you're into redheads, other than die, like if they were born redhead, they were born redhead and they really didn't have anything to say about it. Or if you're into like, you know, thick women or, you know, short girls or yeah, older women, like there's nothing they could do about it. That's just their age. They have progressed through time and are now older than you. So yeah. like to be like, yeah, that's my type. Eh, it's not your type. That's weird and gross. Don't do yeah, that to people. Fetishizing people is never a cute look. Hopefully you're chill. It's kind of hard to tell, and it doesn't seem great so far. But uh, I like honestly, they're coming from a place where they're being made uncomfortable by the age gap, and that's fair. So for you to acknowledge that and leave the ball in their court and show maturity, that's going to be your best way forward. So there you go. Throw in a little flattery. Be like, oh, I'm sorry, super attracted to you. Uh, if the age gap makes you uncomfortable, don't worry about it. You could also, you've made a stepmom joke, but you, you've you missed the obvious one. Be like, well, that's great because... You know, now as as his stepdad, I'll get along with him. We'll have more in common. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. When she says you could be my son, you say, "Oh wait, how? <laughs> like are you yeah, trying to what? adopt? What what's going on here?" And then she'd be like, "No, I mean like your age." You could be like, "But I, I have a mother. Like, this doesn't make any sense. There's no way I could be your son." Are you threatening uh, my mom? I you can't replace her. Yeah, nice try. <laughs> well, I, I, I won't let you. And even if you did in some kind of like, you know, assuming her responsibilities or assuming her place in my life, I still wouldn't be your son. I I have a mother and you cannot change that unless you do capoeira shit. I have a very, very healthy relationship with my mother and other women. And I don't think that I am looking to replace any of them with my relationship with you. (laughs) And then put on the soundtrack to Frasier. Yeah. Or just be like, "Mm, really? Well, you gotta buy me dinner first. Well, consider it. I think dress up as an old man, like still like, you know what I mean? Like wear a cardigan, wear one of those newsboy hats, maybe walk around with a pipe or a cane and uh, ease them into the age gap. Mm-hmm. Oh, so like be the bad age gap, but on the other side. So when they're like, mm, I don't think so, you could be my granddad. And then you rip it off and you're like, aha. And they're like, you could be my son. It's much better. You're right. Mm-hmm. So it's like your starting bid is is old man. Yeah. What if they're really into it, though? That's fine. You get what you want. Then you have to have, like, really geriatric sex. Yeah, just just get a, a thing of Tic Tacs, blue Tic Tacs, and say they're your Viagra, and bingo, bango. Problem solved. <laughs> Got a question? I do. This uh, comes from prestigious Gur 1479 Who should supply the condom? Should the male supply protection because he's the one who that needs to use it slash put it on? Or should the female supply the con- the protection since she wants to have sex as well? Or should it be up to both parties to carry one with them if they want to be on the safer side? Want to know people's thoughts on this? That's the whole thing? 
Yep. Uh, I don't think it should be a hard and fast rule. The only thing I think should be this should be said here is like, look, the more the merrier. Less chance that if you're a girl and you have condoms lying around, you are able to combat the like, oops, I forgot them. Whether that's legitimate or conniving. Uh, if you're a guy and you have them, great. And if you both have them, that's like cool. If you only have one or two condoms and you end up staying over and it's just a great fucking time and then you don't want to run out of condoms. So the more the merrier, everyone buy them. Fucking great. I will say if you're in a relationship or if you're in a casual relationship or partnership or if you guys are fucking and you're on birth control, which you supply yourself, I think it's fair enough that the guy then purchases the condoms if he's not chipping in for your birth control, if you have to pay for it. Um, Because again, relationships sexual and serious and romantic should be a partnership. So it doesn't make sense that one person should shell out all the money for protection. So I think you should share it at, at most. Yeah, I would say, um, yeah, I, I think that if you are being sexually active and you want to use condoms when you have sex, I think you should have condoms regardless of, of whether you're male, female or non-binary or, or mm-hmm. you know, any, any other, Descriptor, I think if you want to use condoms when you have sex, you should have condoms. Now, I will also add some addendums. I think as a dude, the onus is a little bit more on you. And I say that because you should be wearing condoms that suit you. I think women, if you're buying condoms, buy a, you know, just a normal whatever. But if you have a latex sensitivity like myself, if you need the larger condoms or a specific size, Mm -hmm. get those. If there's a brand that works for you better than others, get those. If perhaps you need to use the uh, like you don't like using the thinner condoms because your sexual stamina isn't as good when you use them. So like it's up to you to bring the right condom to the scenario. It would be always nice to have a requirement and just show up hoping for some reason the person you're sleeping with magically figured that out. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, and it's, it's nice if they, you know, if you're hooking up and you're like, ah, fuck, I forgot to bring condom or it was a a surprise thing that you weren't Mm -hmm. ready for or any other thing. And they have condoms. Great. Perfect. You know what I mean? That's, that's not a night ruiner, but Mm -hmm. I think there is, and and this should be something that every dude is doing is experimenting with condom shapes and sizes and brands to find the perfect fit because we've talked about it before. Not all condoms are the same and certainly not all dicks are the same. So you really do need to figure out uh, what works best for your size, your girth, your uh, sensitivity, uh, your, you know, your sexual stamina. There is, there is a perfect condom out there for you. And I think a lot of dudes put on condoms that might not either fit properly or feel very good. And they're like, I don't like condoms. It's like, well, honestly, like I was using the wrong condom for years. uh, Cause I just was like, yeah, okay. You get the condoms at the store. And like, I don't know if it was Ireland or if it was where I was at, or if it was just me not paying enough attention. Cause I was like 15 and just running in and trying to get them before my friend's dad who worked at the pharmacy saw me but like i didn't really know there were varied types of condoms and like it kind of hurt sometimes and it was only when i came over here and there was like this gigantic kind of variation of condoms that i could find ones that fit a little better didn't clench down as much and hurt me and leave giant red rings around my dick yeah i would i would assume i would guess that the majority of dudes are using the wrong condoms 
You know, I don't even know because people are shitty and like to be like, I don't like condoms just because they want to fucking hit it raw. So I don't know. Maybe maybe you're giving them too much credit. Maybe I'm giving them too little. But you know what, guys? If you have an issue, fucking try something else. But ten dollars for a box of condoms. I'm not talking specifically about those. I mean, just like anyone using condoms, I would imagine, I, I would almost guess most people, because a lot of people like are exactly the way you just described, just thinking condoms are condoms are condoms. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think I would, I would not be surprised if you did a poll and people would be like, yep, I bought, I've been buying the same condoms since I started yeah. having sex. I walked in, saw Durex and was like, that's it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I I used the Durex blue package and that's, mm-hmm. those are my condoms. It's like, have you tried anything else? Nope. Do they fit yeah. great? They work. Okay. So that's not exactly what the question was about, but it's very important to talk about anyway. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit about yeah. it. That's what I said. Not exactly. Uh, but yeah, I think like I don't understand why you would be asking this question unless you are so unhappy about the thought of buying condoms or pitching in for condoms, or conversely, you have a partner who is shitty about it. And it's like, you're in this together. You both want protection. Neither of you presumably want a kid or an STI. So it's like, fucking just share the load, guys. It's not like... And also... Um, Niall, mm-hmm. condoms are specifically made not to share the load. What? That's really good. Uh, also, can we just, again, tangential, can we talk about people who are ashamed to go to a fucking drugstore and buy condoms? Get over it. If you're 15, sure. If you're fucking 20, no. No, not if you're 15. If you're having sex, you shouldn't be ashamed if you're buying condoms. It's not like you're no, sneaking I know in and you buying. shouldn't be, but like I can understand if you're young and nervous and you're like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, I but get you it. Be. You still should buy it, right? You should be doing it. There yes, should be no excuse. But you might it doesn't think matter. You I'm not uh, saying course. there's an excuse. I'm saying, dang, fucking listen. <laughs> I know what I'm you're saying. saying but I can I'm understand. Say, yes, and I'm saying you don't need to be. Yes, you shouldn't. But like the amount of people who are like when I was sleeping with people back when before I was taken and like even if you're on the way over you're like oh fuck like you know they messed you after work or something and like come over let's hook up and you're like shit okay uh I'm finishing up here you're on the way home like there's a fucking corner store can you pick up some cons like oh I don't want to I'm I'm embarrassed it's like the fuck just don't be that person yeah it's like anything right like no one I promise you the amount of things that people buy like People, this is the same place that people pick up like their hemorrhoid cream and mm. their their wart removal stuff. Like the, Not that it, it is, should be any shame there either. No, that's what I'm saying. Is like the the cashiers see people buying some of the more most intimate products, which is mm-hmm. kind of a wild thing when you think about it. Like the the amount of like information a <laughs> like a drugstore slash pharmacy person <laughs> knows about you in the 30 seconds you're buying something mm. there. It's it's a pretty intimate relationship, but I promise you that they don't give a shit. They don't care if you're buying condoms. I will say every time I do buy condoms, anything else I get with those condoms, yes. I do feel like they assume they're going to be used in tandem. This is yeah. I think we've had this conversation. I, I feel the same way about toilet paper and condoms. Mm-hmm. That yeah. no matter what else I buy with it, I, I feel like people are going to assume they're correlated somehow. Yeah. And you know what? While we're on the topic of people being embarrassed to go pick up condoms, same thing for guys on like fucking tampons and pads and shit. It's like, get the fuck over it. If you can't go to the shop and pick up something for your girlfriend or partner or friend who's on her period and needs this shit, you suck. They get the fuck yeah. over it. Like, what are you worried about? Someone being like, ha, you have your period. 
Like, like wow, okay. that's comic fucking gold. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's like, you're not in fucking grade 12 where someone's going to see you with, with tampons and call you period boy for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, you're walking down the street. No one's going to, like, no one gives a shit. If and anything. Even if they do, unless they're the lamest person ever, they're going to be like, oh, that's cool. He's picking them up. They're going to figure I mean. it out pretty fucking quickly. Yeah, most people would be like, you know, good for that guy. Good for yeah. him. It, it shows confidence more than it shows anything else. Yeah. Oh, man. That was a lot of rants. You ready? Yeah. This is by a deleted user. I, male 33, have grown resentful of my partner, female 42, for stealing my 20s. I don't know how to get out of this toxic mindset. I met my partner when I was 22 and she was 31. I recently graduated university but didn't have much experience in the wider world because I was caring for a dying close family member during my final year and started doing this full-time after I finished college. Met my partner not long after my family member passed away in 2010. We hit it off quickly. She was loving and caring, encouraged me to move to her country to live with her, which I did a year after we met. I moved away from my family and friends to be with her, but when I got there, I had no support structure. She has no friends, so I couldn't meet people through her. We live in the middle of nowhere, so there's not even people around to meet, and she doesn't have any hobbies. I spent my 20s working dead-end jobs and being lonely. She's always been very sweet and kind and clearly loves me, so it's not like she maliciously manipulated me. But recently, I realized I'm almost 35 and I have nothing. I have no friends. I have no social life. I have no hobbies. I had all these things back home, but I left them behind to move to be with her. I was just left on my own to try and put down new roots, which I was never able to do. I recently made friends with a new guy at work who's 24, and he's just living his best life. And I'm so resentful I never got the chance to do that. But the thing is, my partner did. She was 31 when we met. She'd already enjoyed her 20s and was wanting to settle down. But I was 22. I never got that chance, and now it's too late. I do love her, and I know she loves me dearly and would fall apart if I were to leave. But how do I stop this creeping resentment from poisoning my relationship with her? <sighs> First, I thought this was an ex, and I was like, okay, I can deal with this. But the fact that you guys are still together is uh, is tough. And I, I think your feelings are valid in a way. But one thing you do need to remember is that, one, you weren't manipulated here. You came here on your own accord, so it's your decision. You made mm-hmm. the decision. You know, she didn't force you to, she didn't coerce you or manipulate you to come out, nor has she done that to make you stay. Yeah. Um. So those were, that was your call. She didn't take anything from you. You made a decision that you're now unhappy with. And that's fine. You know, we all make mistakes and we're all capable of being like, man, I wish I didn't do that. Man, I wish I'd done things differently. That's fine. Mm. You're, you're allowed to allowed to feel like that. But I think what you need to do is express how you feel currently to your partner. Because the reason it's poisoning you and and it's building inside of you and festering is because it's not being let out. Mm -hmm. So the the longer you hold on to something, the worse it's going to get because it spirals, right? You start constructing narratives and it starts getting muddy of being like, what actually happened and what have I just brewed in my head and my gut because I'm so unhappy? So sit her down and say like, hey, look, I'm starting to get a little depressed and here are the reasons why and it's not your fault but i feel like like i need something more and Mm -hmm. maybe it's something as as simple as moving to a larger city yeah or or letting them know that that you need something else that you need uh companionship outside of your relationship because we talk about all the time like that's if if the only person you have is your partner you're in a bad relationship yeah for sure and the thing is there's so many things to to like delve into here and it's like you've been there for like what 11 years 12 years that's a long time for you to have changed things if you wanted to and you 
happens. And again, this doesn't seem to be because of your partner. So either you willingly left yourself in this position or you didn't realize now that you're looking back bitterly because you're hearing this guy at work saying his wonderful life and you're looking back now with the opposite of rose tinted glasses. I will say a lot like, again, so many things to go through here. One, this guy who's 24, no one at 24 is has their shit together, right? And the stuff he's going to say to you is always going to sound cool because he's like trying to boast and no one's like, oh, I went home and was really sad because I'm lonely. They go home and they're like, oh, I went out and like fucked this person and we had such a cool party. It was a kegger and blah, blah, blah. Even like I've been at parties where people are miserable and then you see them a week later and they're spinning it like they had the best time of their lives. So it's kind of like the Instagram effect. You kind of got to take a lot of what they're saying with a grain of salt. Um, On top of that, you say that your partner lived their best life. She has no fucking friends. I don't think she did live her best life in her 20s. Mm -hmm. Like I really you're saying like, oh, she lives in the middle of nowhere, has no fucking friends. Unless that's what she really wants. I think maybe this idea that she had the best time, you need to also deal with that because I think that's where the resentment is coming. It's like she got hers and now she took yours. It's like, one, what's to say she got hers? And two, she's not taking yours. And I think Dane made a really good point where it's like you need to talk about it, I think, to your partner. And I think maybe leave out the you blaming her thing because I think we all know that's unfair, even yourself. Yeah. Um, Talk about what you're feeling, what you feel like you lack and – how you can go about fixing that. Like, as Dan said, maybe it's moving to a city. Maybe it's moving to where you live. I don't know what's keeping you guys where you are, but like, if you have friends and family, maybe moving back would be a cool change for you guys. I also think therapy, talking to someone that's not involved would be really good. But like, it's never too late to change. Like, 20s aren't this magical place where like, oh, fuck, that's the only time you can have fun. No, like 30, flirty, f- f- thriving, that's the whole thing. The 30s are the new 20s. It's never too late to change shit. It's never too late to have a revival. You know, what you want is friends and fun. And like, you can definitely fucking do that in your 30s. Probably better, yeah. honestly. I was going to say, like, let me tell you, I, I had a very, very good 20s. Was there some heartbreak? Of course. Was there some troubles? Of course. I had a lot of fun in my 20s. Would I go back to them? No. I'm 34 and I'm quite happy. And, and granted, like you could look and back and be like, you're rubbing it in that you got yours. And you don't, that's, you're so satisfied with it. You don't need to go back. No, they, I I guess I know what you're saying, but like, as now said, like friendships and connections don't, like, it's not like you hit 30 and, and you lose the ability to make friends. You, no. all these things that you want and all these things and like career, like there's how many stories and memes are there about, you know, the people who, didn't find success until they're in their forties or fifties or, you know, find out their true passions or what they wanted to do and find a career that was satisfying. Like it doesn't just stop. It doesn't, it's not like, Oh, you know, between the ages of 20 and 29, you got to find it all. And if you don't find it, it's gone forever. That's it's bullshit. And like, I understand, I get it. You're, you're looking as Nell said back with, you know, shit tinted glasses. (laughs) I was just about to say that. Damn it. (laughs) But like, you know, the saying of the grass is always greener on the other side, for all you know, this guy's looking at you and he's like, oh, you've got a loving partner, mm-hmm. a committed relationship. You, you know, you're, you've got a place together. You're, you're happy. He's you're probably a setter. You moved from a different country. You've got so much life experience. Yeah. Like it's so easy to sit and look at someone else and be like, I wish I had what they had mm-hmm. without realizing that there's a long list of people who are probably looking at you thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. I'm like, I get it. 
I get it. Things happen. I, hey, when I moved over here, I had a really rough time, like, finding friends and, like, it is fucking lonely. I was literally didn't know a single person in the country. And it's like the first person I made friends with was a piece of shit. And then it took a while to find people I liked. And then when I left university, it's like a lot of people went a lot of different places. And I only had, like, a year's worth of friendship with them. So it's like it was hard to really make that last in the way that like everyone finds it hard, I think, when they're done university or done school to stay in touch with people. But like if you really have a strong bond, you can make it work. So a lot of those didn't even follow me through. And, you know, there's a bunch of shit. I had a partner me and that partner broke up like that was tough because my friend group was through her as well. So then that was messy. And like, I fucking get it. But you know what I did? I went out and I made more friends. Look at Dane. Now we've podcast together. Multiple. Mm-hmm. So many podcasts. So many podcasts. You know? It's like my fucking friends are the best. Like, we have things every Monday. We play online if we can't meet each other. And it's like, if you're in the middle of nowhere, maybe look into doing, like, an online, like, D&D online or something. You know what I mean? Get into online communities if that's all you can do right now. And it's like, if being in the middle of nowhere is this depressing for you, don't do it. If your partner needs to be there or if that's the life she wants, then maybe you guys aren't compatible. But don't be miserable when you can change your circumstances. And it's not easy, but nothing's easy. And is it going to be easier to stay and be fucking depressed while poisoning your relationship? No. And there's something also to be said about, like, you guys have been together for like a decade now, Mm -hmm. over a decade. There's nothing wrong with looking at a relationship and being like, this doesn't serve us anymore. Yeah. And I know you say, oh, she'll be crushed if I leave. But like, yeah, but is that worth be you being unhappy like there's there's a point in time where you kind of have to pull the emergency brake and you're worried about your relationship getting poisoned and it becoming toxic and let me tell you like that's gonna end in a train wreck yeah that's the thing it's like if you're worried she'll be crushed if you break up with her is she gonna be less crushed if you start to hate her and break up with her anyway and it ends messily yeah like it, it's way better and safer and and healthier if you kind of just decouple the train and you guys go your separate ways and it's like, yes, does it hurt? Does it suck? Is it going to be really, really tough? Yeah, probably. You guys have been together for a long time. Mm-hmm. But if the alternative is is letting it fucking run off the rails and end in a fiery mess, that, that that's not going to be any less messy or hurtful or sad or hard. So you might have to, as Nell said, like maybe, maybe you just aren't compatible anymore and maybe yeah. you have to go your separate ways um, and, and just let them know. Just be like, Hey, here are the things that I need. And, and there's, there's no reason why you shouldn't talk about this first. Don't just break up with them. Sit down and be like, Hey, I feel very lonely. I feel like I, I missed out building connections when I moved here because I didn't have a whole lot of uh, opportunities to meet people. And now I really want to meet people and I really want to start developing friendships. And I don't know how to do that where we currently are. Mm-hmm. Can we move somewhere? Can we like, and, and see what, see what they want to say and see what they, cause if, like now says, if they're like, nope, this is this is my family house and this is the house I'll die in. I don't want to move anywhere else. Then you might have to be like, OK, well, I have to go then. Yeah. Really sorry. I, I still care about you, but I have to take care of myself and I'm not happy here. And I think you have to like we, we talked about breaking up with her for for quite a bit here. And I think that's after you have the conversation, if it's mm-hmm. not working out. I don't think you should just go to that, especially because like stuff like this. They can be very, they can happen very quickly and they can, you can feel pretty bitter and pretty sad very quickly. So making like a snap judgment, I don't think is where it's at, but like 
if you're a good partner and you're in a good relationship, you should be able to talk and you should be able to hopefully work towards making things better. It's only if that is not possible. You just shouldn't stay in a relationship that's going to be bad for you. So yeah. talk, work out your options, you know, see if there's anything that suits both of you. Maybe, maybe she would be up for an exciting change. I don't know. But like, obviously this isn't working for you and you shouldn't stay in a relationship that isn't working. For you. Yeah. And it's scary. I get it. But you're good. You're going to be okay. Hey, let me tell you, you feel like you missed out on your 20s. Your 20s are terrifying. So <laughs> yeah. this is this is a great introduction to to what you missed out. The the entire time you're 20, you're just like, the fuck am I doing? <laughs> who, le- who gave me decisions to make? You know what? Like having to break up with someone and like move out and be single and like be kind of like cast out into the big wide world and find yourself and fucking make friends. That is your 20s, dude. You're literally about to have them probably. Yeah, like a 10-year relationship is, is pretty much high school or like, you know, mm-hmm. pretty much your your education career. So like, yeah, you're, you're pretty much in, this is, just imagine that if you, if you, this relationship doesn't work out, you do have to move on. Just imagine this is high school graduation and you're heading out into the big wide world, uh, scared, alone, and confused, Mm-hmm. And hey, guess what, buddy? That's your 20s right there. For real, though, honestly. And that's like both good, I guess, if this is what you want. But also, secondly, why this mythos of like, oh, the 20s are the best. Nah, man, a lot of it fucking sucks. You're a dumb idiot who's bewildered and scared. And it's great in a lot of ways, but the shit goes down. It'd be a great way to to relive some, some of the magic of the 20s. Yeah, for sure. This is from Katie Mock. Uh, should I grab dinner with a guy who asked me out, but I'm not interested in him? I met a shy tech guy out at a bar last week, and we ended up talking to each other amongst a group of people. He had told me that he didn't have great social skills, so he was trying to practice them. So long story short, I ended up leaving once it got too late. I found out the guy left too sometime after me, and we ended up meeting near the same bus stop. He asked for my number, and me being polite, I gave it to him. So I guess he finally worked up the courage to ask me out for dinner last week, or almost a week later. I'm flattered, but I'm not that into him. He's not my type because he's not tall enough for me. He's not unattractive, though. I usually tower over guys, so I like guys to be taller than me. Anyway, I'm not into him, but I like that he texted me with time and date details as if he put effort into his response. The restaurant seems cool, and I wouldn't mind grabbing a bite to eat there. Although, am I wrong if my attention started to go as friends only? Oh, I kind of hate this. Mm-hmm. I was totally in the realm of like, hey, just, just don't go. You know what I mean? It's fine. You're totally allowed to not be attracted to someone. But I hate that she's just like, oh, it's literally just his height. He's attractive. Yeah. He's cool. He was nice. He messed with me these things. All these things I like. But yeah, I don't like his height. But I still want dinner. Uh, if you don't like someone, don't go. If you don't like someone for something so unimportant, maybe re-examine your whole deal. But like, I think you're putting him in a shitty position if you don't. Well, you're definitely putting him in a shitty position if you don't tell him you only want to go as friends and show up just to get your dinner. I think if you message him beforehand and say, I'm willing to go, but I only want to go as friends, two things. One, you should at least fucking pay for your shit when you get there. And two, I think you're still kind of putting him in a bad position because you might he might feel rude being like, well, then I'm not interested. You know what I mean? He might be like, oh, fuck, I kind of have to say yes now. So just don't go. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing to bring up. And I think that is... I think it's a twofold thing that we should talk about. Uh, as Nell mentioned, not being you've you've said also further down in the comments, they were like, "I think they'll be a great friend because I really enjoyed talking to them." So I'm like, so "Okay, you cool. like so, everything about this person." Yeah, so it's like, okay, so you find them attractive, you're impressed about their initiative and and sort of the 
you know, uh, gumption to mm-hmm. to take advantage or take uh, take control and and seize the the initiative. Um, you really had it sounds like you had chemistry and you enjoyed mm-hmm. talking to them so you're you're literally going to be like hey person who has a bunch of qualities that i like you're shorter than me so can't do it yeah. like i it makes no sense to me so the, we'll leave that aside i think we've made our feelings on that topic clear in this question and in you know the the dating profiles we do at the end of the episode mm-hmm. um but you made a good point of being like oh he might feel obligated to still go out so that it doesn't seem like he's being shit. And I agree with you 100% because I would also feel bad. But mm-hmm. I think we should normalize being like, oh, okay, uh, thank you. But I, I do want to pursue a romantic relationship with you. And if you're not interested, um, well, thank you very much. But I, I think I'll move on because it's not like you guys have a relationship prior to this. I think mm-hmm. it would be really shit if you built a friendship and then he was like, Oh, actually, I only wanted to fuck you. So if we're not going to fuck, yeah, I'm out. I won't be. I will stop with this like sham. This guy has specifically asked you out on a date. You met him a week ago, and your only interactions were of a you know flirty nature, presumably. Yeah, and now he's gotten your number and asked you out for dinner. Like it's it's not rocket science what he's looking for. Yeah. So, and I think we need to normalize on both sides of the fence. If that is the situation, if it is sort of like a this is a first date because you guys met out in the wild, and there is clear intentions that one person wants to be romantic or sexually involved with you, I think you should be able to be like, oh, okay, well, I actually want to pursue uh, a romantic relationship with you, and be I, like, I, I totally agree, because I think it's unfair. To be like, oh, I know for a fact that they're interested in me because they've asked me out on a date, but Mm -hmm. I would like to keep them as a friend. And hopefully, because nine times out of 10, you can't just turn that off, right? You can't just be like, oh, you want to be friends? Okay, that's fine. I'll stop finding you attractive and, you know, put myself on a limb and ask you on a date because there's always going to be that like, oh, maybe, maybe. And it's, that's an unfair thing to do to yourself. So I think, yeah having the boundary being like, Oh yeah, no, that I'm, I'm not interested. Thank you. No, for sure. I think if you're the guy in this question, that's my advice or our advice, just mm-hmm. more than be more than happy to fucking just say that because I think it's just a healthy setting with boundaries. Um, if you're the girl, don't show up to the date with like the big no, no is showing up, not being frank about your intentions up front and getting a free dinner. You're a piece of shit. Absolutely. If, if you go and he's like, oh, that's fine. Like, I just really enjoy chatting with you. I would love to have the opportunity to do it again. And you guys go and you do decide to have dinner with this guy. If you allow him to pay for your meal, yeah. you're a scumbag. You yeah. Because that's like, then that's all you wanted. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. You, um, you went there. You went there for a fucking free meal because the restaurant yeah. looks cool. And that's, like that's you, a shitty thing to do to someone. Yeah. If you really, really want to be friends with this guy, which I'm not going to lie. I don't buy it. Right. No one's like, oh, I met someone unless you're very lonely or this person is very cool. Like no one has time to fucking do that. Right. So it's like unless that's the situation. And in that case, be very frank and pay for your own shit when you get there, because that'll also help set healthy boundaries with him where Mm -hmm. like you're being you're really putting your foot down, being like, I'm honest about what I'm doing. And like this is kind of a way to show it. Not that splitting bills says that. But in this situation, it kind of further emphasizes that. And other than that, just don't go. Mm-hmm. If you're not attracted to someone and they invite you out on a date, just don't fucking go. Like, that's unfair. Yeah. So there you go. Are you ready for pesto lip balm? Gross. My boyfriend treats my apartment like it's his. I'm angry. 
a week ago, I, 22-year-old female, moved into a new apartment. I'm letting my boyfriend, 25-year-old male, stay with me rent-free for the next three weeks until my roommate moves in because my apartment happens to be near his workplace. Tonight, we went for drinks with two of his friends. One I've met a few times and one I've only met once. Without asking me if it was okay, he invited everyone back to our place. He put something on the TV and everyone but me fell asleep. I tried to wake him to ask him to get everyone to leave, but he said, it's not a big deal, and immediately passed back out. As I'm writing this, he and one guest woke up, and he told her, it's okay, you can go back to sleep if you want. I'm furious. I'm paying a lot of money for this apartment. I want to be able to relax in it in my own time, which I can't do now. I have guests to look after. But when these guests wakes up in the middle of the night and wants to leave, they won't be able to lock the door, and I don't want to risk being robbed. One guest managed to annoy my neighbor by recording into her window with the flash on, which also really annoyed me because I literally just moved in and don't want to piss off my neighbors already. In the morning, I really want to tell my boyfriend how pissed off I am about this. I honestly really want to scream at him for it. We literally just this morning resolved a huge unrelated argument about him, me, him treating me like shit, and he's gone and done it again. I'm just wondering now if I'm overreacting here. Uh, you're definitely not overreacting. And if you guys literally just had a fight about him treating you like shit, and then it immediately ignores you saying like, oh, hey, I want people to leave. And you're like, nah, nah they're fine. Nah, babe, it's, it's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> My weird friends are allowed to sleep in your apartment. It might sound like it's time to fucking boot this dude to the to the fucking curb. You know what? I'm going to go a little softer on this one. Just because you moved in, like you just moved in, right? He's done this. Presumably you haven't gotten a chance to talk about it. And yeah, he should have been a little bit more chill. Maybe thought about it a little bit more, but like maybe he didn't understand. And I will say if the only time you got to talk about it was when you woke him up, People aren't at their best when they've just woken up, especially if you guys are drinking or something. I assume you have because, oh, yeah, so we went for drinks. So it's like if he's drunk, he's half asleep, you woke him up. Not the best time to have a chat. Still not a great response from his end. But like being like the 60 weeks, I'm going to fucking scream at him. I don't know. I think step one here is to be like, look, we need to set ground rules for this apartment. Because if you haven't had that chat, you just moved in. It's all kind of gray area. Do that, and then if he fucking still doesn't care, 100% shut it down. Although, yes. what the fuck is this guest doing recording through a window with the flash on? So that's that's my thing, is if you, like, I don't care, if you haven't had a ground rules talk, one, I, I think it's weird to invite people back to someone else's place without asking yeah. them. Yeah. Right? Right off the bat, bad form. Two, if you're going to bring your friends to someone else's place, you are responsible for literally every single one of them. Yeah. And it, and if you have if you're like, oh, well, but Dave's a wild card, then don't bring Dave. And if you do bring Dave, I don't give a fuck if he's a wild card. He's your responsibility. Yep. You know, I don't I don't fucking bring like show up to your house and throw a bunch of raccoons in and be like, well, I don't know, man, they're, they're raccoons. They're just going to do what they're going to do. It's like, no, yeah. you brought the fucking raccoons. They're your problem. So like. There's there's a lot of things here that like just show a distinct lack of respect for your space. Again, rec- like these aren't things you need to have a conversation about. I don't think. I think it's pretty fundamental common sense, common decency of being like maybe don't invite a bunch of drunk people over to my place, especially like I don't know if they it sounds like she doesn't know them either. It sounds like they're like his friends. Yeah, met one a, a few times and one they only met once. I would be kind of annoyed too. Now, does now make a good point of being like, don't scream at the dude the second he wakes up because that's not going to resolve anything. Yes, you definitely need to now be like, hey, I would like you to know that like what happened last night made me unhappy. It was kind of uncool. So let's make out some ground rules of like, if you want to invite someone over here, we have a discussion about it first. Mm -hmm. Two, 
they don't spend the night. They're gone at whatever time I decide. And Mm -hmm. you are kind of having, you will be the facilitator of having to like read my language or I will tell you. And then you have to be like, hey guys, we're going to call it a night. Have a good night. Get out. Yeah, 100%. You need to tell fucking flashlight, you know, fucking TMZ to fuck (laughs) off. Like that guy, like just no amount of cool. That person is not coming back. They're not welcome back to my apartment. And I like, that might seem like an overreaction to someone, but like for me, that would be, that person is done to me. I think that is such a gross, weird thing to do, especially in someone else's apartment. What the fuck were they trying to do? That's fucked up in any sense, but in someone else's space, especially when they just moved in. And also it's to a woman's apartment as well. So it's like, is this guy just being a super fucking creep? That's yeah. a terrifying thing to have happen to you as well. Like, that's shit. All of that is so shit. Uh, these people seem like they suck. Ground rules are very important. I can, like, the only reason I'm being a little soft is, like, I can understand if you're all out drinking, if you're right next to the apartment, if you guys talk, like, it could come up in a way that's not just like, oh, I'm fucking steamrolling you and I'm bringing people over. You know what I mean? And some people can be unhappy about things, but be like, yeah, sure. And, like, people cannot read that. You know what I mean? I would love to have been there and see exactly how it went down, but like it's possible it didn't go down in such a horrific way, especially when people are drinking. I don't know. But either way, as a partner, you need to be fucking mindful of your partner's comfort and their property and their belongings and their safety and their quality of life, such as their fucking neighbors. Either way, at minimum, you need a conversation about boundaries, about respect, about politeness, and about these shitty ass fucking TMZ friends. Otherwise, yeah, if you're if this is an ongoing issue and this is just another drop in the fucking bucket and he's not going to give a shit, dump them. You get a new place. It's a great time to fucking have a new life. I, I mean, that's the thing. It's like he's saying they're rent free for a couple weeks until your roommate gets in. Yeah, like there's no reason to be like, hey, sorry, but uh, I don't care if this is near your place. If this is how you're going to behave when you're here, you can't stay here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's the like even if he was paying rent, this would still all suck. But like. You're literally giving him free rent for three weeks so he can get to work more easily. Like you're being so cool. But either yeah. way, don't don't yell in the morning. Talk. Try to try to actually hash it out and like set ground rules and like make him understand why you're upset. And if he doesn't, why are you dating this fucker? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it's one of those things. I don't know. Like my space is is always very very important to me. So I think this is why I'm I'm going very hard on this guy. Also, I would not be surprised if this guy does this all the time, this kind of stupid shit. So Yeah, it's very uh, possible. Also, the just like the cavalierness of the shit friends, it's like very unlikely this guy is cool but has shit friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I I, I the, the flashlight it just blows my mind. It just blows my fucking mind. Yeah, I don't. Um speaking of blowing mind, is it time to Tindy it up? Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll hit with my last question real quick. Just because it's it's small. Uh, this is by Fresh Breeze. How to bring up wanting a blowjob in a budding relationship. She's taken a little taste before, but only for a minute or less. I go down on her. It's not like I want one all the time, but an occasional BJ mixes things up and turns me on. We've been dating about five months, but in our late 20s. Is there a way to broach this topic in the context of a budding relationship? Um, I would like to know, like, are, when you say you go down on her, do you mean like just go down on her like you guys are hanging out you go down you finish her up and then you're like cool we did it are we talking like you know foreplay you go down on her before you guys hook up Mm. and the same thing is like is she is she just kind of like giving you a very quick blowjob before sex 
Cause, uh, or is it, you know, she gave you a little taste or she had a little taste. Yeah. Are you also taking a little taste? That's a good, that's a good question. If, are you like making it a whole fucking event where you go down on her until completion and that's the act or is it just part of foreplay? Yes, because like maybe she's just very excited and she's like, okay, I'm going to suck your dick until you get hard and then we're going to fuck, which not necessarily the best thing because, you know, foreplay doesn't have to be so utilitarian in the sense of being like, you're wet now. I'm hard now. Mm -hmm. Now we can fuck. That's it. So there's no harm. Once again, have this conversation outside of sexy time and outside of the bedroom, have a conversation and be like, hey, the next time we're hooking up. I would I would like to do, you know, extend foreplay a little bit, you know, have 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 foreplay be a bit more of a and just let her know that, like, that's something I like. I like having uh, a bit longer foreplay. So if, uh, you know, can we can we do a few more things like maybe mutual masturbation and like a longer blowjob and like, don't just say one thing and be like, I want you to blow me more and or longer offer up like a selection of of what you would like if 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 it is so that it's not just I don't know I feel like just being like I want more blowjobs could be misconstrued or at least seem very tired despite the fact that it is a valid concern and request well the thing I just want to say was like just communicate you've been fucking dating five months that's a significant amount of time you should be able to talk about this you know what I mean that's like if you want it but like Dane suggested you've only been doing it in the in the context of foreplay maybe sit her down and make an event out of it and go down on her and make her come and if she really enjoyed that you could be like <laughs> you I would love that too but again just communicate literally be like hey you know I really love when you suck my dick but like I feel like we always get distracted by you know, sexy time right afterwards so like how about we take some turns later on and we'll both go down each other i would really love that so super hot for me be tactful don't just be like more blowjobs yeah but like communicate that's literally the answer here is fucking communicate there's no hidden trick there's no like sly back door to like incept it into our mind you just need to ask her or talk to her about this yep all right tindies at the end of the episode we like to jump on to online dating platforms such as Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, and peruse the profile, see what works, see what doesn't work, in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. Now, a a very dear, dear, dear friend of mine, Sue, really likes this segment, so I just wanted to say, hi, Sue. Thanks for listening. You are super. Uh, Ready for my girl? Talking about my girl. So my girl is 31. It's their Bumble profile from Toronto originally. And Bumble got my age wrong. 37, not 31, but could easily pass for 29. Currently living on the West Coast in gorgeous Vancouver and open to relocating. Vibes slash morals are important to me. Not looking for casual hookups, but chemistry is a must. They're half French, half uh, Swedish, and then they are a freak, apparently. It's. I feel like saying, hey, I'm willing to relocate, and then also saying, I'm not looking for anything casual. It seems <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, the open to relocating is insane because, like, one, you surely you'd want to meet the person first, right? And if you're meeting them, presumably they're either on holidays, which is not a long enough time frame for you to want to relocate, I would hope, or you're going to go relocate before you meet them, or they live in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Also, it's it's like open to relocate, not looking for casual, but then they're like freak. It's like, okay. But for me, I'm just like, I would assume that you're not relocating for hookups. I assume, right? Like, I, I imagine you're not uplifting your whole life mm-hmm. for a casual hookup scenario. 
I don't know. Yeah. It, it's uh, it, I'm giving it a five because I, there, I don't think there's anything necessarily bad here. Well, no, willing to relocate on Tinder for no willing reason. Willing to relocate is scary. Yeah, I'm giving it a three. I will also say the fact that like you know Bumble didn't get your age wrong. You set your age on whatever. Like I know. Uh, fucking tinder used to hook up to your facebook right it's all you don't have to do, i don't think you have to do that on any of the apps anymore okay but like oh. you said it yeah this this person put in the wrong age yeah on purpose and it's like 37 not 31 okay cool i appreciate the honesty could easily pass for 29 that's not something you get to say that's something your pictures show right it also just kind of sounds like one of those fucking weird math problems being like 100 yeah, there's too much if, numbers if my girl is actually 37 but put in 31, but can look 29. How old is my girl? Exactly. Also, why don't you have your name on this either? Yeah, if you're willing to fucking move to my city for me. Yeah, but I will not give you my name and I'm lying about my age. And yeah, it's it's like a three for me. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going with as well. Yeah. Uh, this is Sarah. Forbes, 7 billion under 7 billion. <laughs> is that it? Yep. I love it. It's a, it's an eight. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm giving it an eight as well because it made me laugh, and I hope it's original, not a stolen joke from somewhere. But nothing is original anymore, and everything is stolen. It's true. Also, time is a flat circle, so yeah. It well, it's both original and unoriginal. Uh, this is Chloe, twenty nine. Yes, I'm trans, looking for compliments and somebody with a cottage heart and sparkles. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about this because. Looking for compliments. I love that. I don't I know. It's like, kind of cute. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I I really am torn on this. I think I'm going to throw it right down the middle of five. I give it a six. I don't think there's anything there that I would say yes to. And there's nothing there that's, you know, making me skeeve out. So, yeah, yeah. it's kind of funny. I like trend of people joking about looking for people with cottages. I don't know why I find it kind of endearing. I'm sure I won't after I read another 10 of them. But for now, it's kind of tickling me the right way. So six. This is Danielle. Really just after some laughter. Looking for someone who is willing to be silly, has a dark turn of mind, and is philosophically inclined. What? Danielle, what the, what the fuck does that mean, Danielle? What does that mean? Danielle, I want you someone to... silly but dark but philosophical. Dark turn of mind. Is that like, do you mean like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde sort of situation? Are we talking like, like the Joker situation? Yeah. Like, maybe, like, I want to be kind of scared that you're going to murder me. Like, in between, you're, like, pretending to be an airplane all silly. You'll just, like, freeze up and go quiet and look at me. And that's maybe my moment. And then, and all of a sudden, you're talking about Aristotle. And I'm like, oh, it's so hot. Yeah, every now and then, like, you'll be cooking dinner together. And he'll be chopping some vegetables. And he'll just, like, look over them and be like, oh, stab you, stab you, stab you. And then one will get a little too close. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, "Whoa, look! I'm I'm chopping the chopping my green beans." And then he just turns and looks at you, and he freezes, and he grips the knife a little too hard, and his eyes travel the length of your neck. And then he's like, "So, have you read Foucault? Like, words really have no meaning. Like, if I say chair, we all imagine a different chair. Wow, isn't language crazy?" Honk honk! I'm so silly. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a red nose on that whole time. Urgh. <laughs> that he squirts you with the flower in his pocket. Uh, I don't like this at all. It's a fucking two. Yeah, I'm putting it two as well. Also, it's like, that, that's such a wide realm of things. It's like, I want someone who's silly. I want someone who's dark. I want someone who's philosophical. It's like, cool, you just want someone who's everything, I guess? 
Yeah. The only three things there are. I want the stew of person. <laughs> yeah. I, I want mental stew. Uh, this is a Bumble snippet. They have no name, but a non-negotiable is keeping Jesus first and having a mild slash great level of love for humans. Well, hey, I got bad news for you. Putting Jesus first usually means you're putting a lot of humans second. You know what? Yeah. You, you would have a less. Well, she, she's okay with only having a mild love for humans. So maybe, you know, half of them. That's pretty mild. Yeah, that's fair. They're a very select yeah. select group of people who are getting the mild love. Yeah. Keep Jesus first and be super great to, like, some humans. Yeah. Wink. We'll, t- we'll talk about those groups later. <laughs> Wink. Wink. Behind our gated community. Uh, no, fuck all of this. It's a one. Yeah. And look, there's nothing wrong about loving Jesus. If you love Jesus, that's fine. Do your thing. But... If it's your main sort of like personality trait, if that's what you need above all else, like if you need, like if you're like, oh, hey, non-negotiable, you have to love Jesus. But I'm cool with you being, I don't know, hate dogs, run red lights, drinking and driving, all those things. As long as you love Jesus. You know what I mean? Like It's also just just unfortunate that like a lot of, you know, people that love Jesus are, as we mentioned, like super homophobes or super racist. It's like it's really hard to divorce that from you being a shit person. You know what I mean? It's it's hard to separate people who are hyper religious or at least making that a a conscious choice to like broadcast that out there. Yeah, it's hard to divorce that idea from uh, some of the more vocal uh, opponents of social liberties. Mm-hmm. And like. You know, the Vatican is historically pretty shit. The like Catholic Church in general, like there's been so much shit that's like if you are this super Jesus lover, it's like one, great. I hope you're not like the shitty people. Two, maybe just realize that putting that out there, unfortunately, in your case, if you are a good person, does have all this like tinge surrounding it. And maybe this is not the thing to lead with because if you are that loud and proud, but don't seem to realize the downfalls of that you do seem more like the ignorant person that is shit. Yeah. You know? One, Hundo P. From Althea. Good-looking skins are the same, and interesting souls are one in a thousand. This is a absolute Google Translate nightmare, and <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, like, I, I've read enough, you know, English as a second language dating profiles, and I know what you're trying to say. But like, I get it. I just love how miserable it is because like one in a thousand isn't that great. One in a million. Sure. Even one in a billion, like once in a lifetime, but like one in a thousand I was like, damn. So there's a lot of fucking interesting souls, I guess, but I hate your yeah, skin. But that's not, I think that's a, a very reasonable thing to say. Cause Cause think, like, cause, what's the point in saying this like flowery poetic statement. That's just like eh, kind of reasonable. Well, I mean, think about it. I've met six wonderful friends. Are we to assume that I, I got a one in a million In my time? case, for sure. So, you know, I, I get I get what they're saying. I understand. I'm more for one in a billion, but that's fine. Maybe one in seven billion. Actually, sorry, so it, one in 3.5 because there are two Niles. Like as in Horan? Nope. Oh. Dark, dark Nile. Oh. <laughs> While you're Wario. <laughs> Leanne. Thank you very much, friends. That's the end of the episode. 
It is. We are very happy that you were here. We love you. We, we are love happy your you're here. We love your butts. Unless you're uncomfortable with that, in which case we respectfully don't. Do not love your butts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We like love your butts in the like metaphysical sense where like it's not your physical butt necessarily. And it's it, we just love you. You're great. That's what the I, the idea of your butt. Mm-hmm. I guess. No, that's that's also weird. We love you guys. Thank you for being here. Hopefully you'll be here next week, but with more friends in tow. Also, if you want to be on our Patreon, that would be fucking awesome because then we could keep doing this podcast ad infinitum. Uh, basically, you have some tiers for less than the price of a beer a month. You will get an extra episode every month and our backlog of episodes and some of them are real fucking fun. And the other Did ones just- also really good. I don't know if I just spaced it. Did you say for the price of an episode, you get an extra episode? I said less than the price of a beer. Okay. I think. Cool. If not, that's what I meant. Uh, thank <laughs> you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song, Paper Stars. Ready for some bad sex writing. Yes. Uh, this is an ad on Facebook Marketplace. Seeking live-in cat girl, Albuquerque. We are seeking someone, preferably female, who identifies as a cat to live with us as our house cat. We provide all the creature comforts, including a negotiable allowance. We believe the kitty in question would be more comfortable and happy if they could give their input and opinion on certain catty accoutrements, furniture, decorations, scratching posts, etc. The room is 10 foot by 12 foot with a 2 foot by 5 foot closet, 4 foot five, 4.5 foot by 4.5 foot window with an open view. Across the hall from the room is a full and spacious bathroom with toilet and shower slash bath. Your new forever home is located within an attractive neighborhood in the blank area. Serious inquiries only, not seeking online erotic chat or picture sharing, but a live-in person who identifies a cat to provide kitty companionship. And then they finish with a, a few spaces down. A capital good poem. Consider to the letter, now mendicants play with ease, but they've capitalized some letters in it to say no man, please. Mm. Real real clever, you cat like pervert. You said like, oh, preferred yeah. woman. Like, just say uh, we want a woman. Yeah, I guess it's like, against Facebook marketplace rules, but trying to solicit some cat sex isn't. They did not say anything about sex now. Kitty comforts. <laughs> Sometimes you say things without saying them, you know? Me? Just people. <laughs> My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Niall Spain. And we've been your kitty comforts. Meow. Yeah.